Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is Ephesians, as just read. Speaking of armor, armor. The purpose of armor is to defend someone or something from attack by forces that are hostile to it so that our bodies are not defiled, damaged, and at worst, earthly case, killed. Things that immediately come to mind are military vehicles, armored cars that carry cash, body armor like the shiny metal suits worn by medieval knights, or possibly you have, you have one of the new high-tech backpacks that has a Kevlar panel in it to protect the wearer from gunfire. Tells you a little bit about the world. There are certain occupations where personal protective equipment is worn, PPE as it is called. It is another form of armor. In the healthcare field, gloves, gowns, and masks are worn to protect caregivers from contracting what a patient might have. Hazmat suits are worn by first responders to keep them safe in conditions where hazards may be known or simply suspected. I think we also have our own personal, even mental, armor. Things we do that make us comfortable and help relieve the stress of life and give us joy. Some of these are pretty normal, too. For me, one of these was always music. I love music, any kind of music. And if you're an OJ's fan, you caught that and will now have an earworm. These types of armor, as important and beneficial as they are in each setting, are temporary. They also come with some cost. Armored vehicles and good body armor are expensive. I'm not sure anyone has overly concerned about saving money by purchasing bargain cheap versions of those. You buy the best your money can buy. Your life may depend on it. The PPE used in hospitals and industry can come at great expense also. This can be due to the technicalities and specific situations they're created for, or simply as I was familiar with in the hospital setting, the sheer volume of goods consumed. Think for a moment about how many gloves one person might use in a day, or how many single-use yellow isolation gowns one might put on while caring for one patient having an extremely contagious and nasty infection requiring isolation precautions consisting of gowns, gloves, and surgical masks every time someone entered the room. Good armor is expensive, and it's necessary. Paul tells us in Ephesians, we are to put on the whole armor of God so that we can stand against the schemes of the devil. All of the armor I have just described is only needed because of the devil, his temptation of man and man's fall into sin. Because of sin, we kill each other and ourselves. So we need armored vehicles and body armor. There are toxins and disease that will ravage our flesh and kill us, and there are personal struggles that cause us to fear, doubt, and be depressed. Look at the data coming out concerning social media and those that are depressed because they do not have the life others have, the family they have, the vacation they have, the whatever they have. And statistics show that affluent communities like those many of us live in are not immune. The depression, mental illness, drug use, and associated symptoms are just nicely 
hidden, tidily contained, much like the way our communities hide trash bins in garages, behind walls, and gated pens. It is there, but we don't like to see it and only deal with it when we have to on trash day. On the other end of the spectrum, people can become so confident in themselves and their own abilities that they offend putting off those around them, becoming self-centered with no care for those their selfish harms damage. They are on top of the world, but that world can come crashing down, destroying them and many around them in the process. All around us, people are struggling, and not with big questions of life and salvation and eternity. They put on armor while they just want to make their paycheck go a little further. They want to get along with their families. They struggle against depression, cancer, addiction, or guilt over past sins. They just want a day when life isn't a constant struggle in which they fail to seemingly do it right, whatever it is. It is not just the, those people. It is us too. The fact that we are in this fallen world means we all experience hardship and heartache daily. All in all, the devil is pretty happy with this picture. The world in turmoil, families in turmoils, individuals suffering in silent turmoil, loading up on all manner of armor to protect flesh and blood. Body armor, gloves, distracting oneself with things like music, alcohol, drugs, and torrid relationships. All of these, even though some are good and right, are not the armor we truly need. Paul tells us we are fighting an enemy that is not flesh and blood. We wrestle against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. I spoke a week or two ago about this cosmic battle that is going on with Satan trying everything in his power to keep as many as possible from eternal life. We are part of that struggle against the spiritual forces of evil. This cosmic struggle is real. It is as real as the problem with your checkbook, your child that will not mind and honor you as a parent, your spouse that has time for everything but you. It is real as your own heart, and Mark's gospel tells us about what comes out of our hearts. What comes out of a person is what defiles him. From within, out of the heart of man comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All of these come from within, and they defile a person. Like I said, Satan's pretty happy. Satan desires that heart, the heart that spews things that defile us before God. If it is possible for Satan to truly love anything, he loves that heart. In this cosmic battle and in this struggle, through his control over the heart of men, Satan, evil foe, is behind the broken people, lives, relationships, and broken hearts that fall into his traps. He is sly and deceptive, and we struggle against him. But he attacks us so often, and without our noticing, 
that we are led astray and we believe his lies, that what we do and say is often right and we live in sin. Martin Luther said of Satan, on earth is not his equal. Peter paints the picture of the old evil foe as a lion roaring. And our own Lord describes him as the father of all lies. How can we stand against Satan and the dark forces of evil? We can't. Because we do not have the power within us. Left to our own devices, our own armor, we fall as easy prey to the devil's lies and lust. We can't. Because we easily stumble and fall into traps of selfishness and greed, hurting ourselves and our neighbor. We can't because our own armor is as defective against sin and the devil as a piece of body armor made out of cardboard against a bullet or gloves made of paper towel that might be against a deadly Ebola virus. We can't. But Christ has. Christ has already defeated Satan, and our strength comes from the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, Paul writes. This sounds like an imperative, something we are to do, but it is probably better understood as be strengthened by the Lord. This is important because it is the action of God, his Holy Spirit, upon us that saves us. He gives us faith to believe in Christ and puts his armor on us. Knowing this, is the only way we can be victorious in this cosmic battle. When we are strong in Christ, it is Christ in us doing the battle, and his armor is the cross with which he has defeated sin and death with his own blood. Jesus has defeated Satan. The battle being waged is with an enemy that is in his death throes. He is already dead. His fate is sealed, and he knows it. Satan simply desires to put as much carnage on the battlefield as possible. The carnage he desires is you and me. But Christ gives us armor. He gives it to us. And it is not some cheap might-stop-the-bullet-bargain-store vest or might-keep-the-infection-from-reaching-you-dollar-store-costume-has-mat suit or might-just-make-you-feel-happy-and-content as you die, music kind of armor. The armor Christ gives is priceless because it was not purchased with silver or gold or your checkbook, but with the precious blood of God's own Son shed on the cross. This priceless armor is placed on us in baptism, where Christ's death becomes our death and his resurrection becomes our resurrection. We are clothed in this armor to protect us, and the armor is strengthened as we hear God's word, read and digest it, receive his body and blood at his altar. The devil will think he has won the battle against our flesh because it will die. But our soul will rest with Christ. And just as Christ rose from the grave, so shall our bodies. And our flesh will be raised from the earth to eternal life. It is the strength of this armor of truth righteousness, and peace, that we can have faith in Christ and not doubt. It allows us to call out the lies of the devil for what they are and speak truth to them. With the sword of the Holy Spirit, the very Word of God, we go to battle. 
not with arms of flesh and blood, but in prayer. Prayer is not the armor. It is what we do in the state of being baptized children of God. As we wear our Christ-given armor, we pray to our Heavenly Father for strength to endure the battle that has already been won. Our appearance may be broken and be weak in spirit. We may be afraid of Satan roams the battlefield and attacks us. We may be full of doubts and uncertainty as we stand up against the devil and all the forces of evil. But in us is Christ, the risen Lord. He fights, making our heart clean, casting out the devil and his wicked desires. Christ is greater than the one who is in the world. And he forgives us when we are weak on the battlefield and fights for us so that we can take heart, stand firm in the strength of the armor that the Lord himself gives us. Satan will continue until the day, even the moment we die. He will lie. He will tell us our armor is of no use. After all, Jesus is dead. All religions the same and lead to some sort of heaven. Just coexist because nothing good ever came out of Nazareth. No, all of these are lies of the devil. Be strong in the Lord and and in His might, in His strength and of His might. It is His strength, not your own. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes, the lies of the devil. And pray. Pray. Lord God Almighty, Give us your armor and be our strength and shield as we fight the good fight against sin that would control our lives and seek to separate us from you. Always remind us of your mercy and the priceless gift of faith we have received. Faith in the armor you have given us in our baptism that cleanses our heart and cannot be taken from us, even and most especially in the hour of our death. Preserve us, O Lord. Amen.